It's time for the End of Conversation Podcast With funny man Damian Lemon And the voice of your choice Ali Muhammad This is Damian Lemon This is Ali Muhammad And this is In the Conversation The podcast Yep, we back You already know we here This is time to talk that shit What's yes. good with you man? How you feeling? I'm right, my, my, my vocal cords is clear you know what I'm saying? Fresh off some hot tea. Feeling oh, good. God. You know what I'm saying? Feeling amazing. You know what I'm saying? Bringing myself up. Filling myself up with, you know, joy and, 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 and healing. <laughs> uh, we out here. You heavy on the self-care. <laughs> I got to be. I can dig it. Nigga. Got so to vocal be. cords was right. Yeah, it got, got to be. You know, I was, um, you know, it, it, it kind of finally, you know, Last year, Lil Duval got in an accident, right? Mm-hmm. And, and he will be pumping up himself and, you know what I'm saying, showing I'm going to get back. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be back quicker than most niggas, blah, 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 blah. And I just felt like, you know, he was just flexing, you know what I'm saying, turning a bad into a good for entertainment, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And, you know, so that's how I looked at it. <laughs> this nigga recuperating was flexing? That's how you looked well, at it? Well, no, I, I looked at it like, you know what I'm saying, I'm going to take this bad and turn it into a good for entertainment. You know what I'm saying? It's okay, like, like a spin. good content. It's good content. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Uh-huh. So I took it as that. You know what I'm saying? And, and even as that, it was good. But, you know what I'm saying, going through some shit, you realize that you have to keep yourself up. Like, if you don't do it, nobody going to do it. Even the most well-intentioned people. Will be like, you know what I'm saying, rest, you know what I'm saying, take it easy, you know what I'm saying, get mm-hmm. get some sleep. You got to get all that. But even at the best, you know what I'm saying, niggas have you in that bed, you know what I'm saying? And that bed will be sucking you down, you know. And the only way to kind of get back to it is to hype yourself up through it, you know what I'm saying? Like, yep, I'm up, I'm doing it, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? You got to, like, if you don't, if you don't, like incite yourself, you know what I mean? Most people are gonna settle settle you at the baseline, you know what I mean? And for you, you might not think that's it, you know what I'm saying? And for getting better, it might hold you back, you know what I'm saying? So I look at what he was doing like, yeah, you do gotta get up and fucking push yourself and dance and fucking make yourself happy and, and talk about that shit. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's to yourself. I ain't making no videos about the shit. But you got to wake up and talk about that shit. Like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to eat healthy today. I'm gonna run I'm feeling good today. You know what I mean? And, and get yourself through it. So that's where I'm at with it. Mm. What are some of the things that you do? I know you said eat healthy. I know you just said you, you had some tea for your, <clears throat> you know, for your, your vocal cords. But... <laughs> It was what just are some for things? Me, one for my vocal cords. Oh, but for yourself and your, and, you know, you and, you know, you and your vocal cords. They're a group. Right. But what I'm saying is, um, beyond that, is there are there any other things you want to share that you do to kind of psych yourself up or to keep yourself in good spirits or to tap in with the the corner man within? Yeah, um, you know, you you get up and put those those words in your head. You know what I'm saying? It's certain thoughts that I can't see, but those words I could put in my head kinda and mm-hmm. and, and put it in front of me like, yep, we gonna we gonna be good. We're gonna do this. You know what I'm saying? When it came to like 
before I was driving, it was kind of like, yup, I got to, I got to get behind that wheel. You know what I'm saying? Get out and practice. I'm going to do that shit. You know what I'm saying? Cause I ain't going to be stuck in this corner. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's, it's a, a lot of it is, you know what I mean? I don't know. I guess I'm from a crazy ass place where affirmations weren't, are not the first go to, you know what I'm saying? But the actions are. So it's like beyond the, besides the words, cause the words might not be there, but it's like, yep, I'm going to get out here. I'm going to do my motherfucking thing. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to be. You know what I'm saying? Then my ain't's going to be more tougher than sometimes the words that you got. You know? Sometimes you might want to say, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, whatever I do, I'm going to succeed. But sometimes those words don't come to you like that because that ain't really how it's been put in you. So you be like, shit, I ain't going to be lay around this bitch. I ain't going to be, you know, stuck. So I got to go, you know? So I think the I ain't going to be is going to be, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, more aspirational than, than anything else because a lot of times those words ain't there. Um, but, yeah, so eating good, drinking water, you know what I'm saying? Um, but really it's just talking to yourself throughout the day. You know what I'm saying? Same as if you were before, like before I would be, I talk to God, I try to talk myself through stuff, but now it's just super important to just – Talk to yourself. Just tell yourself what it's not going to be or what it's going to be. You know what I'm saying? It's easy to see what you're not going to be. But when he's talking about what you're going to be, you know what I'm saying, you work on that and work on that until you see it, until you get it. You know what I mean? And it don't always just pop in. You know what I mean? You don't just all of a sudden straighten up. You know what I'm saying? It's day by day. And then two weeks in, you might realize, damn, two weeks ago I couldn't do that shit. Now nah, I'm doing it. You know what I'm saying? So it worked. So it, one thing it teaches you is that you can't just expect the, the result right then. You know what I'm saying? You might not see the result. You might not feel the result, you know? But when you go to do some shit that you couldn't do and you could do it, you be like, damn, that shit actually worked. You know what I'm saying? And, and you put that shit on the rest of your life. Like a lot of times we be wanting shit to just be fixed and done and, and, right now and you know what I'm saying because I asked this should be right now but you gotta you gotta understand it like with faith you ask for it you know what I'm saying you go through it day for day and then one day you look up that should just be done so that's how I'm with it I'm like man I'm not laying down and just being you know cooped up I'm gonna go try I'm gonna go try to do some of this shit <laughs> That's what's up. No, why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? You can say I hear that. <laughs> no, I hear that. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I, you know, say you, you ain't gonna be. That's a you nigga know, whole you know. life. <laughs> nah, I wanted to hear some of the stuff you tell yourself. I guess the I ain't gonna be's is some of that. Yeah, but yeah. You, know. you see, yeah. the thing about it is, I'm not writing down all you got these affirmation, man, affirmations. Man. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But. And, and repeating them back, it sounds stupid because you be talking to yourself about yourself. And if you if, you, if nobody ain't there, they ain't going to understand it. So what I'm saying is everybody got their own set of I ain't going to be or I need to be or I got to be. You know what I'm saying? And, and they going to tell themselves that shit. 
You know what I'm saying? My shit ain't like an Instagram post. I ain't no Drake. Where all my lyrics come out all ready for posting. Right. <laughs> but that's what it is. Nah, I can take it. I'm um I got a few different things that I try to do. Like mm-hmm. uh I call I I had this thing that I call uh Medicine Cabinet Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. You know, where I gotta I gotta be the, the pastor for the congregation of one, <laughs> you know, which is just me. And sometimes I gotta go there and preach a whole sermon to me to to, to inspire me for that day, you know, like mm-hmm. whatever it's gonna take, whatever I need to say to me to to get right with, you know, you how said, I feel in that ser- moment. Sermon? It could be a sermon. It could be a quick sermon, you know. Mm-hmm. It could be a quick sermon with uh, you know, like uh <clears throat> And it could be some off the head shit talk, or it could be some uh, you know some scriptures that I may have found on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? That I might need to I might need to to throw in the mix. I know mm-hmm. for a while it was a time when I would say to myself, you know, nigga, you can't get to a million without you know without else. You know what mm. I mean? Like, you know, all of that silly shit, you know. But then I'll do shit like that. Most recently, you know, we talked about being spontaneous. I'm really leaning into the spon- spontaneity of things in the way of, you know, I always talk about Derive or whatever. I think that's how you pronounce it. But just putting yourself out there, putting yourself in the mix. You know, we mm. told that story about going to the skating rink and you know, or even going to the Revolt World Conference. Mm-hmm. And just putting yourself there and then dealing with it then, you know, rather than stressing out or trying to plan ahead for what to expect. It's just like put yourself in the situation and trust that you're going to be good regardless. It's like throwing yourself in the water and knowing you could swim. Now, I can't swim, but I could swim socially. You know what I'm saying? I know how to move around. I've been spont- spontaneously. I've been on some shit where, when I have a conversation with somebody, if I'm gonna call somebody, whether it's for business or you know just on some catch up shit, I don't even go through what I'm gonna say mm-hmm. anymore. I used to do some of that sometimes, especially particularly business. I'm trying to pitch somebody on some shit or mm-hmm. you know whatever. Uh I'm just gonna speak in the moment, speak from the heart, speak from the, you know, from what I'm feeling. So I'm a little bit more connected to what I wanna bring across. Mm-hmm. And one, I think that that helps because I think people could pick up on that. But then two, I think it helps for me because it just builds confidence in the capacity to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, like just on stage, just riffing obviously i got my material but maybe for the first five minutes i'm just going off the head whether that's some crowd work whether that's just what i did that day or how i feel in that moment or whatever just to see what's going on and then eventually because i i know that i have something to share you know what i mean i know i got material if i need it mm-hmm. but the more that i'm in the moment the more i'm you know, one connected to the moment, but then also um, creating. You know what I'm saying? Like it's mm-hmm. active. Right. It's not. It's not. It's not a. 
It's not disconnected. There's no, we're not going to go into autopilot because sometimes that could, that can happen, right. you know? So, um, yeah, no, I feel you on speaking to yourself and, and, and getting yourself through it and realizing that it is on you to be there for yourself because even though, you know, I think, more often than not, when people are saying, yo, take it easy or relax and all that shit, they mean well. Mm-hmm. But, no, no doubt. you know, sometimes you got to push yourself and they don't understand that because they're not you. They're not in your body. They're not right. in your mind. So it's right. it's really, truly on you. So how do you have you seen that uh, um, affecting what you do so, thus far? Say that again? What, how do you what? think it has affected your... your um, Outcomes thus far. Uh, I mean, it's kind of early, Mm -hmm. but from what I've seen, like I said, it just makes me definitely more connected to Mm -hmm. what's going on. Um, it it um, and it makes me open, like present. You know what I'm saying? Like just present in the moment because. None of this shit is scripted. You know what I mean? Right. Like none of this is some shit that I'm. Oh, I know when I see, when I speak to this person, I'm gonna say this, this, and this. Right. Now I'm just gonna say how I feel in that moment, and sometimes, <clears throat> sometimes it might be you know you stumble through certain shit, but the more you do, the more you can do. Like right. I, I remember hearing a long time ago, they were like, you know. Uh, not the key to success, but one of the things is, you know, the more awkward conversations you have, the better. You know, right. a lot of people don't like to have an awkward conversation or whatever. And look, it is what it is. That's that's reality. That's human. That's human shit. And right. I do think that being present and mindful is is better than and being rehearsed and like kind of <clears throat> planned. Right. You know, it's not wrong with having some strategy, but I do think that, you know, like, if you connected, if you in the moment, I, I think that shit could serve you well. For, no, and, no, no. And, I've, and I've noticed it. I've noticed it in a, in a few different things. Like I, and if anything, I found myself more so just being proud of me, you know, mm-hmm. like for saying... Okay, I think, damn, nigga, you really, you really had that conversation. You really said that shit. Like you really went in there, you know. You really went in there with with nothing, with nothing on the slate. You know what I'm saying? And shit worked out. Shit worked out. It was a, it was a good situation. It, you know, it might have opened the door that you didn't even think was, you know, you didn't even fathom was available. Right. So, yeah, nice. I mean, yeah. you know what I'm saying? When you when y'all invited me to, to do this podcast, you know what I mean? I had never done nothing like that before. And the first thing that I learned from doing it, you know what I'm saying, is just, you know, without any um no side no thoughts of like this is how it's really gonna be, this is what I'm really gonna say. It was the the byproduct was that the more I did it, like when I went into meetings and shit like that, the more I was able to just talk and just move through a conversation that much more deftly because, you know, once you pop the mic open on the pod, in this particular pod, that's it. Ain't no turning it off. Ain't no, you know what I'm saying? 
we doing this, we doing that, and then, you know, we can keep going. That ain't how the shit go. We usually just turn the shits on and go. And when you're in a meeting, you just going. You know what I mean? If you ain't got no notes for it, if you ain't got no slide presentation for it, you got to be able to describe that shit visually with your own words and, and actions. And that's what I learned doing this, you know what I'm saying, in front of, you know, who God knows who is listening, you know what I'm saying, and what they're thinking. Because, so, you know, usually you're trying to think for the other person you're talking to and trying to put your ideas in their head in the way that you want them to be. But in this format, you don't get a chance to do that. You don't even know all the time who you're talking to. So it's just you put the information out there in the best way you can, the best way you see fit for yourself, and let let it let it be, you know what I'm saying, digested how you put it out there. So it's a skill set that, that has opened up that wasn't there before that I'm appreciative of. You know what I'm saying for 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 doing this part and and talking this shit with y'all with you and the people. Yeah, <clears throat> same. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, like you know, shit just be moving. And even you know sometimes we be like, yo, we got topics. You know what I'm saying? We might have some topics, might have some loose thoughts or whatever. But more often than not, it's just the shit flow. Right. And we've been doing this shit long enough to know that the shit gonna flow. It's gonna go wherever it go. Right, you know, like and niggas ain't never been short for an hour. <laughs> Talk, nah, talking nah, ass nah, niggas. Nah, 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 we got it. We could do that. We could do that shit. Oh shit, man! How was your week? What you get into? And I was, I was, you know, we launched a new show with Tez. We had the event that was last week. We was we were starting that as we were um, recording last week. Um, that came off nice, you know what I'm saying? The reception was well, you know, she's happy. We got some things to work on as we drop the the official season, top of the year. Um, that's Teslin Figaro, right? Teslin Figaro. She, uh, she's on the Breakfast Club every morning as the news person. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're doing a show with her that's, you know, strictly based on, um, you know, actions, politics, the streets, her thoughts. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Her breaking it down with different people. Uh, right. Last week she was on with uh, Gary Chambers. Gary Chambers mm-hmm. is that guy from uh, Baton Rouge that was smoking the reefer on uh, the mm-hmm. Senate ad. <laughs> right. So he had a lot to break down. So you can check that out on the Revolt app. You know what I'm saying? Um, so so we dropped that. You know what I'm saying? Back in the system a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Putting together some shows, watching over some stuff as much as I can. Um, planning for 2024, blah, 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 you know what I'm saying? Kicked it with my daughter this weekend. And, you know, that was, that was pretty much it. It was a pretty light activity week. Um, mm-hmm. I think Will, Will, Will Packer and Ludacris came through the studio yesterday. Uh, to promote the uh, dashing through the dashing through the snow movie, that was cool. It's interesting because you know, like both of those cats, I was there in the beginning of their career. You know what I'm saying? Remember how when we was at Vibe when Luda was first coming? Man, he did K Swiss with us. He did the Yard Fest. He did. You know what I'm saying? Like. He was the type of guy we used on whatever we could use him on because 
he came in with the right attitude towards it. You know what I'm saying? You know, right. everybody not willing to, to do a lot of things outside of doing the shows and, and going to the studio. Ludacris was the type of artist that was, you know, shit, I'm going to come sign these autographs. I'm going to show up early. I'm going to stay late. You know what I'm saying? Um, shit, I'm going to take this and... And it's not a whole lot, but it's going to put me in front of the people all over the country. And, shit, we used them until we couldn't afford them no more. You know what I'm saying? When, when that nigga hit a hundred grand, it was like, oh, Lord, he can't even afford this nigga no more. But he still came back and did um, the Iceberg piece. You know what I'm saying? He, we was okay. the, You remember that Iceberg event we did? Yeah, I don't remember him there though. He did it. Yeah, he, he that's was the one we did the whole like corner store activation. Yeah, he was the right performer. At... Yeah. All right, all right, back, 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 back. Yeah, I kind of remember that. He might have done. Did he do his verse from the Major Look remix or something like that? I don't remember what he performed because okay. I was okay. I was working, but mm-hmm. he performed that show. It was supposed to be Trina and Trick, and it was supposed oh, to. Wow. Do, but you know, my my Miami people. Shout out to my Miami people. Uh-huh. <laughs> they ain't want to leave Miami So mm-hmm. that ain't really work out So Luda Slick ended up Rick doing... was on that show right Yeah Slick, Slick Rick, Rick was on, on that show Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 um, yeah. The, What's the Special comedian Ed. What's the comedian that used to be at the Apollo Talent Talent yep Okay yeah Talent nigga, was there <laughs> That nigga kept calling the nigga from Iceberg po- Polo His name was Paulo He was like oh, Polo wow. That's funny <laughs> That's funny, yeah. I remember him. I remember I think Special Ed was there. I want to say Thurston Howell was there. Yeah. Uh, there, was a, there was a moment there. <laughs> but uh, I'll say added to the ludicrous thing, too, is uh, what I think also helped him out the gate was, one, you know, he put out an album independently, the Incognito album. And mm-hmm. then beyond that, you know, him being a radio personality, I think he, you know, he knew how to speak to the people and he knew what, you know, how important audience building was. So he was kind of, mm-hmm. he was primed. You know what I'm saying? Like he was, he was, he was ready to go. Right. He was ready to go. It wasn't a, a lot of adjustment. You know, sometimes you see a lot of new artists, they kind of get overwhelmed by all the attention and, and the demand that it takes to kind of, you know, take their shit to the next level. And I think that he had kind of been ready. You right. know, so this was everything he was asking for. So he was like, "Yeah, let's get it, let's do it." Right. And uh, yeah. So, so <coughs> it was to that man. Yeah. So it was good yeah. to, to have them in the building. You know what I'm saying? Working together. I remember early in the days. You know what I'm saying? We had a script for Ludacris. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that you know he was too out of reach for at the time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's 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 good to see how niggas level up and and everything level out and everybody get to work together. Yeah, man, that's what's up. That's dope. Salute to that man. Speaking of ludicrous, I was at the at the uh, farmers market Union Square yesterday, mm-hmm. and now I've seen. And it was at more than one table. There is a, a strain, I guess. I don't know. I always compare coffee and apples to like weed, and obviously they <laughs> they you know what I mean. They all got their little strains and shit. This is from Ethiopia. This is Arabica. You know what I mean. This is Macoon. This is Fiji. They got a strain of apples called Ludacrisps, 
And I'm like, come on now. <laughs> Y'all niggas is infringing, but I ain't bad at it. Yeah, Some ludicrous apps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Obama Kush. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, I see what's going on here. But um, <laughs> I yeah, was man. out here feeling like Gary Payton. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, word. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. So dashing through the snow, that's coming out soon. Yeah, that's coming out Friday, Disney Plus, I think. You know what I'm saying? And and some theaters. Uh, uh-huh. Black Christmas movie. You know, Will has mastered the art of putting out the Christmas movie for the blacks. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Where where it falls in that holiday time, you got everybody together. Let's go to the movies. You know what I'm saying? How many he got? How many he got? Now? I think what this is got? third one. He did uh-huh. this this Christmas. You know okay. what I'm saying? We had you know the good Chris Brown, Ti, uh, mm-hmm. Idris. Uh, Regina King whooped um, old boy from uh, what's the name from Howard Avatar. Lance, oh, Lance. Uh, Chadwick Boseman? No, not Chadwick Boseman. The light skin one. Uh, oh, no. From Avatar? Yeah. This black motherfucker in Avatar? Yeah. The whole tribe is black for real, but you know they just painted them blue. But you no, know, some of them actors wasn't. Um, man, I'm about to tell you right now. God. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, take your time. <laughs> hey, come on, man. We the only black person I remember was uh, was her name uh, Zoe Saldana. Yeah, she was black. Her, her um, the one who wanted to, who was supposed to be with her was black. Uh, what's my name, man? God damn, I'm trying to go mm-hmm. to Wikipedia and they they hit me with all this other shit. Somebody yelling the shit right now. Laz Alonzo. Oh, Laz Alonzo. Laz Alonzo was an avatar? Yeah, he was the main uh, black dude. Yeah, <laughs> I ain't From seen the, the avatar in so long. Damn, shout man. out to Laz Alonzo. Did he I, make it to the sequel? Uh, nah, he ain't. Uh, 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 I think he got killed. <laughs> but, you know how they do. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, uh, Regina King whooped Laz Alonzo in the um, in the shower scene mm. when he was cheating, and uh, she oh, greased greased up the floor. And when he stepped out the shower, you know what I'm saying? She she put the belt on him. That was the a pre-viral moment of the this Christmas that's, movie. That's diabolical <laughs> shit right there. That yeah. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, almost Christmas, and now he okay. got you know dashing through the snow. All right, that's what's up. That's a yeah. that's a lane. That's a lane. If you could get it, you know. Obviously, yeah. Mariah stay eating off of that shit. I seen seen Brandy put out a Christmas album. I haven't checked it out, right? But I did see somebody say Brandy put out a a record on the Christmas album that you could fuck to, wow. <laughs> which you don't really. Yeah, you don't always come put the two together. But I was like, well, let me hear that. Now what? But uh, yeah, I seen somebody. I was on uh X. Mm-hmm. And I just was just scrolling, my you know, just scrolling, and somebody was like, "Brandy got a record on this Christmas album that you <laughs> fucked." And that was probably the best commercial for a Christmas album because oh, I typically shit. don't listen to Christmas albums at all. However, I did think Chance the Rapper had a cool Christmas album a few years ago. He had one record on it that was that was real dope. I forget the name of it. Uh, I think Merry Christmas Mama or some shit like mm-hmm. that. But it was a Merry Christmas Little Mama or something. It was a slick little record. But mm-hmm. that's not my that's not my lane. You know, I like I I, I kind of I like the old old school shit. 
Temptations, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. But um Yeah, I got me a little black Christmas list and I don't celebrate Christmas, but mm-hmm. you know, coming up in Miami W E D R they had a, a very solid Christmas list that they would play every year. No matter mm-hmm. how old them shits got, you was gonna hear them shits, you know what I'm saying? And it just identifies that part of the year. That part of the mm-hmm. year where it just may get cold one day. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it might get cold and niggas, you know what I'm saying, fire up the barrel on the side of the street. You get that smoke in the air. <laughs> Most niggas be talking about their fireplace, but mm-hmm. the smoke be coming from the barrel with some niggas standing around it with their hands over it. Like, like the homeless <laughs> niggas out right. typically, or, or, you see. Yeah, or yeah, just yeah, some yeah, niggas yeah. drinking a beer. Who want to be under the tree outside, you know what I'm saying? And it just signifies that time of the year. You know, that time of the year is just, you know, they got it down to a science where the activity is going on. The people are feeling a certain way. The malls are jumping. You know what I'm saying? There's more people in the streets. You know, back then in the in the crack era, the dope holes are jumping harder than ever. The cars are out. Niggas is getting the paint jobs. It's like a, a whole scene that was going on in that particular mm-hmm. time that that music ties to. And and it reminds me of that era of being out in that space. Mm. I hear that. I hear that. Yeah. The, uh, the Chance the Rapper song is called uh, what's this shit called? I'm your Santa. Mm-hmm. That's a cool little record. Okay. <clears throat> but yeah, that's a nice little vision. Yeah. Nice little vision. Reminds me of the beginning. I don't know why. I guess because I'm still stuck on the niggas wrapped around the the uh, the big ass barrel with the the flames coming. Reminds me of the beginning. Is that the beginning uh, of New Jack, Jack City? City? Yeah. Yes. For the yeah, love yeah, of yeah, money. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like that, but you in Miami, uh-huh. so that's that's right. a whole another thing. Nigga might have on a hoodie and some shorts, but right, <laughs> it might be. It might be 52 degrees, but that's wow. what it's freezing to us. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. <laughs> but shout out to uh, Gregory Porter. He got a Christmas album just dropped. You know okay. what I'm saying? He got that old, that powerful voice that can carry the Christmas songs. I think this is about it. I think this is his second Christmas album. I think he did a Nat, Nat King Cole Christmas album, and now he yeah. got one that just drops. Shout out to that man. You know what I'm saying? But the Christmas movie is for him, I think a lot of the a lot of the when he could, he would drop those black movies on the mm-hmm. on the holidays. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Christmas. Then he had like uh Martin Luther King Day. You know, when mm-hmm. people get together and then gonna go out to the movies like Easter. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so so you capitalize on something that that black people already do, and then give them something to do it for, you know. And yeah. and Christmas is a situation where it's generational. You know what I'm saying? It's like everybody involved, from grandma on down to the babies. You know what I mean? So you can include each demo inside of the flick to to push it along. Yeah. Now that that definitely. That definitely matters, especially around the holidays. That was, you know, when you get some fairly wholesome entertainment, you know. <laughs> Back in the days, my grandmother, we used to always try to figure out what we could watch with my grandmother, what we could put on. And 
Will Packer is one of those kind of guys. <laughs> Tyler Perry's in that space. Mm. You know, it's a definite, a specific space. And, uh, you know, definitely much appreciated when you could you could hit all of those demos. Mm. Where you could, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, that's, that's fire. That's fire. So, salute to him. I see Eddie Murphy, I think, got a little Christmas movie out, too, that I'm kind of reluctant to watch. But it's him and Tracy Ellis Ross, so there's... Enough reason to give it a spin. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest with you, Eddie, no, I'm a huge Eddie Murphy fan, obviously, but uh, <clears throat> I got to give him the benefit of the doubt because they're all movies that I initially may not have jumped to watch with Eddie Murphy in it, you know, because I still see Eddie Murphy as delirious Eddie Murphy, you know, mm-hmm. gangster, super cool Eddie Murphy. <laughs> so sometimes when you see older, you know what I mean, uh, wholesome Eddie Murphy movies or uh, like more restrained, you know what I'm saying, kind of, I don't say passive, but definitely not in your face, you know, <laughs> sensibility there's a little bit of pause, but I remember I watched, uh, I want to say that shit was called Mr. Church, mm-hmm. and I didn't think I was going to fuck with it. You know, Mr. Church was kind of, I won't say he was a, I don't know if he was a domestic, I don't think he, I think he might have been kind of like, not a domestic, but like a, he was taking care of a little white girl. I might be getting it confused, I think so, but then at the same time, on the low, he also used to perform at like a little speakeasy, mm-hmm. like after he put her to bed. So it was an interesting, it was an interesting movie to see him kind of to, you know, play those notes. And I think I might have watched it on a plane. You know, the plane is where you give a, a movie grace because you're captive. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, man, let me go ahead and watch this shit. I'm sitting here on this plane. I'm a little drunk. Let me see what's what. And, uh, it was better than I expected. I got a question real quick. Speaking of movies, and I got some other movie shit too, because I, I I definitely partook in some movie situation. A lot of a lot of screen entertainment. Um, <laughs> I had this I had this thought today, and I'm curious. I'm gonna put it out to the audience. I'm gonna put it out to you. Who do you think is a better actor, Will Smith or Eddie Murphy? Hmm. Well, I will. Mm, that's 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 tough because I was gonna say you know Will Smith has more different kinds of roles you know what I'm saying I still think he has more types of roles than Eddie but then when I did when I saw Eddie in the uh, in one the the Beyonce movie Dream Girls Dream Girls and Dolomite you know what I'm saying it stretched mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it stretched my imagination of what Eddie Murphy could do. You know what I'm saying? Right. Even though you're looking at him and you want to laugh and he's playing a serious role on your ass, I think mm-hmm. he still pulled it off. You know what I'm saying? So, um, damn. I would, I, you know, I would say Will Smith, mm-hmm. but I ain't finna shit on Eddie Murphy. Yeah. I hear that. I hear that. <clears throat> I think I'm probably... I think, obviously, I think Wilson, not obviously, but I think that Will Smith has a a deeper filmography, so he got a lot more shit that you could point to. Mm-hmm. But I do think that, similar, like when um, 
Eddie played Jimmy Early and Girlfriends or even Dolomite and, you know, Mr. Church, things like that where you kind of see he got a lot of range, mm-hmm. you know, like he got a lot of range. Like Will, Will got range too. Pursuit of Happiness was a thing. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, obviously shit like, you know, he's a... He's a box office smash too, right? Mm-hmm. He's he's Mr. Bo- he was Mr. Box Office for a while. So you got Independence Day, Bad mm-hmm. Boys, Hitch, all of that Hancock other shit. But Hancock, you know, Hancock, which is worth it's probably worth rewatching because it was a it was a good ass movie. I want to see that because I think sometimes, actually, both of them can leverage their charisma. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To where. You already fuck with them from the door, so it ain't even, it's not even a a chore to watch them on screen. So when they do perform things that kind of go beyond what you may expect, you know, some of the movies that I cited, and I might even throw, uh, you know, like, uh, I mean, shit, Ali, you know what I mean? Like, he killed that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is, this. I think sometimes. I think sometimes with Will Smith, and I'm gonna give it to I think I'm gonna give it to Will just off the top of the head. I'm not I don't have either one's uh filmography in front of me, but just off the top of the head, I'm gonna I'm not gonna shit on either, but I'm gonna go Will. But I was gonna say I think since he's such a big box office star, that it's easy to kind of uh you know, kinda dismiss some of the depth of other other roles. You know what right. I mean? It's like a rapper that just got a lot of singles when you forget about some of the B-sides that they got that are just as ill, if not better. Right. So, But it was one of those where I was like, hmm, that's, a, that's an interesting conversation. Yeah, I'm yeah. curious. I want y'all to let us know, you know, go to the Instagram page. If you don't know, we, we, we keep it this Instagram page. Like, we actually, we over there... Uh, we working on it. You know what I mean? There's people, the lights are on on the Instagram page. I think it's in the conversation, at in the conversation on Instagram. We're going to put up a post. I want to know what your thoughts are. You know right. what I mean? Let us know. But see, like, uh, but like, you know what I'm saying? If you took the first, shit, 20, mm-hmm. or, or at least 15 Eddie Murphy movies, it was Eddie Murphy being Eddie Murphy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know, mm. or playing a bunch of different roles, doing the funny stuff. You know what I mean? Except right. with the right. exception of of the standouts, with, with the exceptions of of Harlem Nights, which was a little different, and Boomerang, which was a total switch. You know what I'm saying? From what he normally did, it's kind of like you start discounting it because that was so long ago, and it was so many. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And he did so many, like, funny movies. You know what I'm saying? Before he got to Dreamgirls. And, right. And then even after Dreamgirls, he did a Norbert and a Meet, the Dave, Meet Dave. And, you know what I'm saying? Right. He had him a little date movie, Imagine That, that, you know, I don't even remember. But, mm. but mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to compare when they operate in different spaces and different times. And I think with... with uh, Will Smith, he was very actor intentional. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I'm From the door. I'm gonna go for this in this way, and if mm-hmm. I'm gonna do this, 
I'm going to do alien movies because they sell the best. You know what I'm saying? And that's right. how he came in, you know? So, you know, there's two different approaches. Eddie Murphy was already a star doing his comedy. Will was a star. He Will was, was a, a star. music star. I mean, he was a star. Eddie he was, was a stand-up Eddie was star. A, that nigga's stand-up was yeah. mainstream as fuck. Will Smith won the first rap Grammy. He was mainstream too, though. Okay, I wouldn't put him on the same level as Eddie, but you're right. Mm. That's that's how you argue with your wife. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't agree, but you know, agree to disagree type shit. Hilarious. No, you don't, no, you don't say them words. You just <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that shit. But you, you, you right. That's funny as shit. Yeah, that is the, the Jedi mind trick. <laughs> oh shit! But nah, that's you know. I just think they they coming from two different places, and and I think Eddie gave us a lot of quality entertainment. I think Will was just more intent on being a, a actor across different genres and and modes. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, I mean, I think it's a. I think I would have to look at the the filmography, but I do think that. It's an interesting question. It's an interesting question. I'm, I definitely think I'm leaning Will, you know, uh, but I do think it's an interesting question. And I also feel like, not to say that Will didn't come from comedy because he obviously did, but Eddie being a comedian, I do think that there is this part of, you know, they say comedians do drama well. I'd agree with that. But also I think that when you come from being funny, when you do make a dramatic turn, it's like, such a big deal mm-hmm. like people you know it's they it, it's almost there's almost like you get you get kind of graded on a curve you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying whereas you know if you're just an actor you know you that's that is just assumed that you should have range you should be right. able to play any type of character right. so but yeah it was just something that i, I had thought of um mm-hmm. but yeah man uh, yeah, dude. I was watching. I was watching quite a few different things. I was, uh, you know, I was I was watching quite a few different mediums. I saw The Killer this weekend. The Killer uh, debuted on Netflix last Friday. It's the most recent Dave uh, David Fincher movie. Uh, a director who you hear his name a lot, but again, I didn't really think about his filmography until some people pointed it out, mm-hmm. you know, and he, he got a nice little, he got a nice little uh, array of joints. He did Seven, he did Fight Club, he did mm-hmm. the, what, The Social Network, he did Gone Girl, he did uh, Zodiac, just a, you know, a okay. bunch of movies and probably some other shit that I'm forgetting, but like, he's a hell of a director. And it's got uh, Michael Fassbender and Tilda Swinton, you know, but it was... uh, And when I heard The Killer, initially I was like, damn, is it a remake of the John Woo? Because I don't, you know, I don't know Mm. if they need to do that. (laughs) But it's his own thing, you know, follows uh, an assassin who, uh, without fucking up the movie, I'm not going to spoil the movie, but it's an assassin who kind of I mean this is already said from the outset but he he fucks up the job mm-hmm. so now 
there's consequences that come with that. You know what I mean? He got to kind of deal with these consequences, you know, or, you know, basically when you miss the hit, the hit is on you type shit. Mm -hmm. So now he kind of got to, he has to, to, to play defense and offense, you know? And, uh, it's cool. It's one of those, it's one of those good ass movies. I'm not sure Fincher did American Psycho. I don't think so. I'm not sure though. But it's one of those movies in that way of where they they put you in the mind of the you know the deranged crazy motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The 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 assassin, the assassin. But like obviously they're cold blooded assassin and they're psychopath. But then there's the other the other side of it is that they're so diligent about their their routine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you kind of like. Mm. Just, you know what I mean? This motherfucker here, I can learn from this motherfucker. Like, they just be so steadfast and every day, you know, uh, I do this amount of calisthenics. I make sure I eat this well. I, I speak to this certain codes that they live by, you know, and obviously <laughs> they're deranged. There's no empathy. There's, what did he say? I think he said something about, uh, I forget, don't anticipate, be, I forget, you know, but just... Just the deliberate movement of life and the code that he lives by <laughs> because he's got to live by because the stakes are very high. He's mm-hmm. dealing literally with life and death. Mm-hmm. So it's always those type of movies that are just it's fascinating beyond just the the gunplay, but it's just like, Oh, this motherfucker! It's like the it's like the 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 samurai code. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the you know what I mean? Like anybody with a code that literally lives and dies by a code, there's something that's very compelling and and honorable. Unfortunately, to that shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh, I thought it was good. I mean, I first I, I fell asleep. When I first watched it, but that wasn't that wasn't just because of the movie. I mean, the movie is definitely, you know, it's very like I said, it's very deliberate. So it's like it's a slow, it's a slow burn. So you better be, you better have some coffee ready, or I had to watch the rest of that shit at the top of the day. (laughs) Why why are we talking about this film? You said, why are we talking about it? No, it's a good film. It's a record. This is a this is still a recommendation. <laughs> but I'm just telling you the and how to watch it, how to approach it. I watched it. I, what was it? Friday. So I had shows that night and all of that shit. And I kinda I kinda spun the rest of my day with like, okay, I'ma end the day. I'ma watch the killer. I'ma eat something good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, I had some linguine with clam sauce. You know what I'm saying? And I think they had them carbs for that linguine. Mm-hmm. And I, I had a little, I had you a, cooked a that yangling. Shit, huh? I cooked it. Yeah, I cooked <laughs> that, that, shit, cooking. that shit. Excellent. That shit. Parent yeah, I mean, level fucking, meals. <laughs> I'm going crazy over here, man. I, I get to it. I ain't going to lie to you. That shit was good. That's one of my go-tos. I, like, it's not hard at all, too. That's the beauty of it. Man. Like, you could, you could get that shit done quick. And um, and the shit be popping, but uh, I think I think that I had a little I had a Yanglin, which ain't nothing but four point five ABV. But I think the combo of the the carbs and that and that motherfucking and that brew and the time kind of 
kind of hit me. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to, I had to kind of wake up the next morning with a, with a cup of coffee, like I said, and finish right. it off. And that shit was good as hell. Right. I mean, that uh, was, that, actually, before you push on, yeah, that was a very right. interesting look in the day of a comic. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I had shows. I'm gonna watch this film. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking, fucking roll out and and bake some linguine and then cook it. Mm-hmm. Take me a disco nap, go rock the mic, pause and well whatever Mason them say. Keep going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going, keep going, keep going. You got it. <laughs> right, right. Come, True. Indeed. Come okay. home, you know, ten whatever. Watch some more of the movie. Wake up to some coffee. Get it going. I mean, that's a that's a nice little snapshot of a day in the life. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad if it's you know that that's that's kind of how it be. That's kind of how it be. You know, you get it cracking, get it moving, get it working. That's you know, it's a good look. But yeah, that's that was that was the plan for that that day. So I enjoyed that. Uh, I'm trying to think what else I was fucking with. I went to went to the theater. Went to the theater on uh, last week too. I went and saw. Uh, Jaja's African Braiding Shop. I think it's shop at the end. That shit was pretty good. That shit was actually very good. I'm not even gonna lie. I like I like the theater. I like going to the theater. I like you know what I mean. I do. I look because it sounds sounds culture just by the theater. But no, I like it because you know like it's live performance and there's no second takes. Mm-hmm. You gotta rock that shit and you gotta bring the people in. You gotta you gotta tell that story and and like really get the people to buy in. And what I also like, I never really noticed it. I mean, I probably noticed it, but I really picked up on it with this particular production is I really fuck with set design, Mm. right? Like how they do that shit. We was close enough to see like, this shit look like, like every little, you know what I'm saying? Like little African braiding shop that you might see on, you know what I mean? 125th or, you know, like wherever. Mm-hmm. You know, like for like it looked just like it. They had the gate, the metal gate you pull up. You know what I'm saying? Like the little faded photos. When they opened the shit up, the shop had shit that was like, made the shop look like worn in. Like a, you know, like a old box of whatever the fuck on the top shelf with the dented corner. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, when you go to... Like a barbershop or something like that. That that it's, it looks lived in. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's a there's a presentation to it all, but then there's also the incidental shit that comes from just being a shop. You know what I'm saying? Right. This little box that's just tucked away, and who knows what's in there? But it's just tucked away until we do something with it. Like that attention to detail. You know, they had this thing where like. Um, I've never seen this before. It was fire. But they had this thing to where like um uh like they they turned the TV on and they turned on like the they had like a streaming service. You know what I'm saying? Whether it was their Roku or Apple TV, they had like the homepage and then they like did flips of like what YouTube would be, flips of like all these little apps like they had like a little play on words so it wasn't YouTube but it might have said tube or whatever and then they click on to the shit and then they've created 
some of their own content, but then also, like, from what I found out, like, famous African movies mm-hmm. and, you know what I mean? Like, that shit was fly. Like, Beyonce. Just the way they... D- Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know about that? Yeah, nigga. That's a Nollywood hit in America on the DVD Dog, culture. I, is that prior to Beyonce being Beyonce? Or was it based nah. on Beyonce? I mean, is it? No, nah, I mean, she was Beyonce at the time. I don't know if they took the name from that, but that definitely was a hit. Yo. Yeah, they definitely had that shit on there for sure. And I thought it was just funny. I didn't know it was deep like that. Yeah. They had shit like that. Little fly shit like, and I don't know if it was done with just... AV technology that you couldn't tell, but like, you know, it takes place in the summer. So there's a part when they turn it on the AC and the shit sounds just like a regular AC. It looked like an AC. Like it was fly shit. Like that, that brought me in. Like that shit, that little set was fire. Mm. And then, you know, there was a great cast. The whole ensemble was dope. They had certain actresses and actors that played more than one character. And um, yeah, it was a, it was a great story. It was it was really dope, and it made me kind of like really uh, what's the word? Like kind of like look at look at the, like see them differently. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not getting braids or whatever, but you see the the women out there hair braid, hair braid. You know what I mean? Hustling. You know what I'm saying? And you just see it as what it is, something that you kind of pass by, but to see, like, to go in the shop and to see the culture of it all, like, it was like, damn, that was that was pretty dope. That was really, like, something that I I hadn't really known the depth of. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah, I thought that shit was really, that shit was really fire. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to uh, Jaja's African Braden <laughs> shop, I think. <laughs> Yeah, that shit was good. That shit was good. And then, and then, and then shit. Lastly, I saw fucking um, I saw the power finale. White power. I'm gonna just call it force. White power. Just call it force. Just call it force. It was fine. I know you don't rock with white power, <laughs> so we ain't gonna go too long on it. But I'll just say this. I think this second season was better than the first season. Okay. You know what I mean? That's why I'm starting to call it Force again. Okay. We you know, still. It's, off to a good start. Yeah. It's still a little, it's still got its ridiculous moments and everything like that. But, as, you know, that's power the power do. universe. Yeah, that's power. power. For for the most part, I still feel like Razor Kane is still, like, the most grounded. And even they got some ridiculous yeah, moments. Yeah, I mean, they be moving through time like a motherfucker, but it's okay. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> that is true. But uh, it was cool. I enjoyed it. It kind of ended on a, it ended on a cliffhanger that I ain't think was that super dramatic. But it's like you know, shit. You know, it is what it is. You know, this shit. They're gonna churn out another one. Mm-hmm. And um, lastly, in that power universe, I don't know if you saw this, but it looks like, I mean, not even looks like it's been announced that they're gonna do a, um, doing a BMF spinoff based on Lamar. Really. I'm fucking with that. Yeah, just off the strength of the music supervision alone, I'm going to fuck with that. Yeah, they're going to have a whole Lamar. That's what 50 announced. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It should okay, be cool. Okay. A lot, a lot of period, yeah. a lot of periodness going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Speaking yeah. of a period, goddamn, they say Andre 3000 about to drop his flute album. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> What's the, uh, what you mean, speaking of a period? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, why you quiet on the Andre Plute album? Man? Oh, come on. You already know why. <laughs> you already know why. Nigga, nobody respectfully. I don't, don't want to hear that shit. Nigga. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm going to listen, but I mean, I'm not a flute guy. I don't really fuck with flute music. Right. Like you that. don't even know, you know how I mean? he gonna do this flute. Like the 70s flute music was kicking. It's cool. It was cool. This shit 87 minutes long. That's a long ass Man, fucking listen. album of flute. First of all, it's gonna be dimensions to this record. One, just the novelty okay. of him having some shit out. One. That's gonna create his own, you know, world. Then I'm already seeing the jokes. You know what I'm saying? Somebody, what you somebody posted the joint where you know how you got LeBron them around listening, bobbing their heads. Uh huh. But they playing the goddamn Boondocks theme <laughs> where he playing the flute. Uh, <laughs> do, right, do, right. Do, 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 do. <laughs> That's funny. Then, then they, then they got the other one where they where they got um, Lizzo playing that two short flute song. Uh huh. With Meg twerking. Like shit, you okay. already know what it's finna be when the Andre three thousand hit. <laughs> so that's funny. Niggas is already ready to remix that shit. Niggas is getting their verses together to flip, put the shit on a beat. It's about to be his own world of things because of what it is. I don't know how it's gonna play. I'm not sure the tone of it or the tempo, but niggas got their beat machines ready to flip it off on the secondary market now as an artist you know it's dre we want i'm you know he's pretty creative you know what i'm saying when, mm-hmm. when he didn't rap and he went to singing he did it in a way that was his own you know what i'm saying he ran so drake and all these other singing ass rappers could live could could walk you know what i mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i think he will still come up with something creative even as a flute album that will allow him to go play that motherfucker and get two million dollars a show look it's the thing about Andre 3000 I don't think there is any artist definitely in hip hop that gets more benefit of the doubt more grace you know and well earned well deserved Motherfucker's a lyrical beast. You know what I mean? Like, he he deserves all the enthusiasm. You know. However, you know, like... <laughs> just think it. I just got it. With the grandpa. <laughs> how <him-so-ever. laughs> Yeah, I'm just saying. Look, I'm going to give it a spin. As much of it as I can spin. You know, 87 minutes of flute is a lot of flute. Like, I do think I'm giving that man the better for the doubt because he has done shit that has has gone against the grain. Mm-hmm. Whether it was, hey, y'all, whether it was even that whole um, Love Below album, you know, we don't... We don't really speak about Idlewild as much. But it you had know, some joints on there. It was some shit on there. But again, like I don't I don't, I haven't revisited it. But I might revisit it. But I remember and I haven't listened to it probably since they dropped, but I remember maybe a couple years ago, he put out like two little instrumental type of things. 
Mm. I don't know if it was real flute based. It could have been. Again, I haven't. I only listened to it like once or twice, and I listened to it just off the strength. Like I said, he gonna get that just off the strength. You'll be like, all right, Andre three thousand, not rapping. Okay, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I, right, you know what I mean? Hope, cause, cause the thing is, now I'm gonna be honest with you. This is this is the the evil thought that I had, which is fucked up to think. Mm-hmm. I was like. And I wasn't no hope, but I was like, nah, if this nigga Andre put out this flute album and it gets shitted on, like mm-hmm. it, it's just a little too out there, it gets shitted on. Mm-hmm. Will we get the revenge rap album similar to when Common put out, uh, what was the name of that album with the print? Oh, man, what was the Technicolor Rainbow? What the fuck was that Technicolor Rainbow? It was the album right before B that, in mm. retrospect, you know, oftentimes a lot of these shits in retrospect, it be so forward-leaning that it's going to take a few years for people to appreciate. There's a few people that appreciated it in the moment, but more often than not, a lot of people was like, man, whatever, I wasn't fucking with it, it's goofy. Electric Circus. Mm. He put out Electric Circus, and it was some shit on there, but it was a little too left for like common fans and they kind of went in on him a little bit and I I feel like when he did the B album with Kanye it was kind of like oh I gotta remind you niggas I'm that nigga still like the reason that you even gave me some leeway is because I get busy mm-hmm. and maybe you know I've heard uh, Dre say he battles with a lot of anxiety and a lot of like uh uh, I don't even maybe and I don't say imposter syndrome, but the the fear that he don't ever want to be looked at as a whack MC or right. uh past his prime or anything like that. And maybe this is like not to say not to not to not respect his commitment to the flute because this motherfucker been walking around the earth with this flute for the last five <laughs> years at least. So, you know, there's a part. <coughs> Pardon me. Cut. There's a part of it that I was like, all right, well, we're going to see what this shit yield. You've been mm-hmm. really walking around with this, hopefully, you know what I mean? But also what my other hope is, this is his reentry to the society of musical criticism <laughs> you know what i mean people are like you know what i mean you can get that shit off his chest and right. then say yo because i think even one of the records on the flute album is i really wanted to put out a rap album but i swear this is what came so right. dog i really hope you got some shit in the tuck because we're gonna listen to the flute album and <laughs> like like you said some niggas is gonna act like it's like it's jamming yeah. Some flute based bops. And it might be. Some <laughs> well, my man, shout out to my man Jabbar. He was like this old Ron Burgundy ass nigga. Cause you remember Ron Burgundy with the jazz flute. Right. You know, like, you know, there's this nigga got diehard fans. So a lot of people gonna be like along for the ride. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, all right, bro. This is cool, but you know, like, what, what's, what's the deal, my nigga? Like, what, mm-hmm. what's okay? What do we get for this? 
What do we get for he this? Get, he don't owe you shit. He don't owe nobody nothing. He definitely don't owe me shit. But that, <laughs> but that is still, that is still part of what you feel. You like, all right, now this cool, it's cool. Like you know how how actors or directors they say, you know, we did one for the studio. So we could do one for me. Nah, I think that's how listeners are. They like we gonna yeah, listen to but the flute ain't album. On that. He ain't on that. No, we, we already know this motherfucker don't need to record this nigga it. All. Is gonna walk off with his flute audience <laughs> and be able to earn the rest of his living and and still have that rap check in tuck just in case. You know what I'm saying? If all this shit fail, he can't get no mm-hmm. flute shows and he can't play no motherfucking <laughs> black tie events at the big, you know what I'm saying, Carnegie Hall type shit. Right. Nigga ain't getting no licenses, then he might throw that rap album out there. Him and Big Boy do that final, final tour again. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Rack up that motherfucking 40, 50 million right quick in a couple of weeks and go on back in the, in the hiding. But I think the nigga's going to create something. I think he's trying to create a new lane, his own lane, mm-hmm. that he can own, profit from, you know what I'm saying, and and live within without having to do it in the way that he was doing it before. The man mm-hmm. went out and created, I mean, learned a whole new craft to, to put this together. I think yeah. he, he possibly may have thought it when when he did the singing shit, but it still turned out to be the same as shit. You know what I'm saying? The singing R&B turned into hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Still smoke filled buses and groupies and you know what I'm saying? Performing in front of all these people. He probably thought it was going to be a little more quieter. He didn't think it was going to sell fucking 13 million albums, but it did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So here we go again. He, he, he put us out. All the way left, a lot of your rap people going to be like, fuck that shit. He going to gain a whole new tribe of motherfuckers. He might pull a few few of them along who had never been on some flute shit. And he'll do his shows the way he do them, his videos the way he do them. And he'll continue to walk the earth. You know what I'm saying? And, And be who he is. I think it's genius. I think if the nigga could pull it off, it's a great... You know what I'm saying? Um, closing salvo. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit. And they can put out the next two, three, four flute albums on y'all motherfucking ass and do a decent number, a decent number enough for him to go and and make his bread, do his licensing and put out whatever merch and products he want to put out associated with it. Niggas is buying the flute shirt, man. I don't care what you're saying. The, the flute shirt? Yeah, the little pencil drawing of the album cover with him sitting on the fucking ground with the flute, nigga. Niggas is. Oh, I haven't be... seen that. I haven't yeah, seen it, but I'm sure he's going to do The cover that. of the album. Niggas is going to be wearing the flute shirt, man. I mean, yeah, but, uh, you know, <laughs> niggas is going to be wearing it. You know, niggas is going to be wearing it, but let's not act as though this man is not leveraging all of the equity from no, his I mean, fucking why, yeah. why wouldn't he? So I'm this, not saying this, he that. just came out as a brand new motherfucker. I'm gonna put no out doubt. a flute album. This is Andre uh, 3000 putting out a flute album. Flute absolutely. Because I was about to ask you, who's your favorite flautist? Besides nigga. <laughs> <laughs> the nigga who, who played you got, on top fucking five. Curtis Mayfield, 
the, okay. uh, got down Farrell Sanders. You know what I'm saying? Alice Coltrane. I think he be. I think Farrell Sanders playing the flute on her shit. So, the '70s shit had a lot of great flute motherfuckers, man. Well, okay, but okay, I don't know their names because I wasn't in the exactly. era. You know what I'm saying? And uh-huh. that brings me to another point. Go ahead, man. When we be going off on the young kids not knowing like DMX, right? Right. You know what I'm saying? It's 2023. Mm-hmm. DMX technically was 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. When we was coming up, I'm in the 80s. 20 years ago was in the 60s. We didn't know none of them. I mean, we knew James Brown, mm-hmm. the people who were sampled. In we, theory. We, yeah. we wouldn't, I mean, from, from my own perspective, we right. weren't knowing all them artists unless you was digging in the crates. And even digging in the crates, I'm listening to the music. I wasn't even hardly reading the credits. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I was thinking about that the other day. You know what I mean? A lot of these people, he going to put out the flute. I've never even known him for being a rapper. They don't even know who this nigga is. He a new nigga playing the fruit. But we going to see, man. I just, I think it's a great move. I wish, I'm trying to find me a move, man. Shit, I'll play me a flute and go around and do some shows. But I don't play no flute. I just got to figure out what that is. What's my, what's my closing salvo for you niggas? Because, mm. you know what I'm saying? You can't do all the things all the time. I got a feeling. I got a feeling. It, 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 you know, 87 minutes is a lot. But I do have a feeling that it's going to be funky, probably. It's going to be, because I trust. That Dre is a, is a him and Big Boy. They they always been, you know, they've always had a like a a good handle on funky ass music. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It always was ahead of the curve. It always was, you know, instrumental. You know. So I'm assuming that it's going to be, I would hope, you know, I assume it's going to be some drums. You know what I mean? A little, <laughs> a little bit of, it little might bit of, no it, might, it might be straight, straight. <laughs> Niggas going to put the drums flutes. on the internet, nigga. Watch. <laughs> They're going to sample this shit out of this song. <laughs> they gonna, yeah, they might, they might, they might do a lot of remixing. I, look, I, like I said, I think. You know, Dre is signed to Benefit of the Doubt Records. You know what I'm saying? And he he go platinum every trip. People go and listen to it. There's only a few other artists that get the level of ben- the level of grace that Dre does. And I don't I pro- it probably ain't gonna be whack. And even if it is whack, this is how much benefit of the doubt he gonna get. He gonna get you're gonna get the spin where it's like y'all niggas just ain't y'all niggas ain't ready for it. It's next level shit. Y'all niggas ain't y'all y'all ain't even there yet. So I think that that's the beauty of having uh an immaculate catalog and a fairly kind fan base. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Overwhelmingly kind fan base. 
So I don't I don't think I don't think it's gonna be too many niggas jumping out the window like that shit trash. You know what I mean? It's gonna be some niggas. It's gonna be a few. They already got the shit wrote up. It's gonna be it's in drafts. They can't wait, nigga. Can't wait. It's not a lot of them. And what I say is, like I said, he got that audience because he got some stands. And we talked about it last week. Whether we was talking about Scorsese and I forget who else we were. uh, uh, we were referencing, but sometimes some artists got real protective fan bases. Yeah. So it ain't gonna be a whole lot. Like if it's gonna be, gonna if it's swamped. gonna, be, yeah, it's gonna be a lot of niggas gonna be getting ratioed if they jump out of there with without the nuance yeah. that Andre Benjamin deserves. Yeah, you know what I'm it. saying? That so we'll see. What's the I'm name of this shit? What is it called? Blue? What's the shit called? Blue Let me sunshine see. or some shit? Damn on it, nigga. Yo, blue man. Sunshine, if, nigga. if Jay-Z came out with a flute album, y'all niggas would be ready to <laughs> Jay-Z ain't never, Jay-Z never showed interest in change of his, his genre. He did. 444. Of his genre. Not, not, not the oh, style okay. of his genre. I got you. I got you. I got you. I think he's going to be fine, man. I Jay- look at like Kamali Abstract. You know what I mean? You look at Jay- shit like that. Jay-Z it was moments. Go ahead. can do an orchestra-based album like he, you know what I'm saying, did with the 70s soul shit with the blue magic shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He, could, he could bring out all of the instruments and do that shit, but he never showed interest in, you know what I'm saying, switching up genres. Right. To be in, you know, he may be an artsy. He might want to play the flute. He might play the flute in his backyard every day. Mm-hmm. But he ain't never showed y'all that shit. He, he, is, he is building on what he's built. Dre tore down what he built to build something else, then tore it down again and walked the earth to build this. Now, you got to respect the nigga that walked the earth. To, With the to, flute. You know what I'm saying? The nigga walked yeah. the earth, nigga in the airport. I seen the nigga yeah. in the airport playing the flute. Oh, you did with your own eyes? With my own eyes in, in the motherfucking wow. Hartsfield. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so he being hard. That nigga stay in the airport with the flute. Like, yeah, that nigga. I know he walking the earth and all of that, but he be in that airport heavy with the flute. He got to go somewhere. Can't I wonder if he. I wonder if he play. You know how, like, when you run through 42nd Street, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, and you see niggas playing a little... The, the tin pan or whatever the fuck. <laughs> I wonder if Dre ever just in one of them little corridors between Terminal E and D, if this nigga is <laughs> getting off could've. a little acoustic flute just with, with a fucking a big-ass fisherman hat on. And if you don't know, you just don't even look. Because I'm curious. How you going to be it, mad at a nigga that went to the lengths to learn I ain't mad at him. a new I'm fucking not mad instrument at and then I'm not. put out a whole album for y'all? I can't wait. I'm being honest with you. I cannot wait. I'm curious. It's curiosity, if anything, is going to make me listen. Curiosity, and again, like I said, the the cat got the, uh, he has a penchant for, the, for some funky shit. So I trust that, you know, it ain't, I don't think it's going to be terrible. 87 minutes is a lot, but. You know what? He in that if it's a jazz lane, you know, niggas yeah. make twenty minute songs in the yeah. jazz realm. So it's, it's, <clears throat> it's gonna be interesting. Area. It's the streaming area. You could pick the two you like and ride mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Never listen to the other shits again. 
Yeah. But I That's bet the they're going to have the albums for sale too. Niggas going to buy them. Well, not niggas, but people going to buy them albums too. <laughs> <laughs> Some old NPR cats. Yeah, Let me yeah. ask you this. Let me ask you. That's a good question. That's a good, that was a good point. Um, well, two point. But one, speaking of that, yeah, they probably going to have uh, the vinyls and shit out. I This is my thing. I think if, and I mean, I'm sure niggas consider this. If Dre does do a rap album, I think that shit should only be on vinyl mm. or something, or it should be super independent. Where mm. you, it shouldn't even be streamed. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you gotta, you gotta show your commitment. You know what I'm saying? Monetarily. Yeah. You know, I don't know what the nigga contracts say, but on the flip side, this could might be his last contractually <clears throat> based album. Give it to him and then drop his shit. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I, he come across. I don't think he's signed anywhere. I feel like, but who knows? Maybe, but you know, well, a motherfucker that's still signed, he moving with no urgency. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's a lot of benefit of the doubt too. A lot of patience. He like, I done made y'all so much motherfucking money, man. Leave right. me the fuck alone. Give me some time. Yeah, like, but like, I'm curious. Shit, two of their albums just did another platinum. You know what I'm saying? I know, uh-huh. I know the love below, and then one of them other ones. Just, Probably a Quemina, man. Yeah, just just did three platinum. So it went from two to mm. three. So yeah. them niggas are still selling records, man. They making their company more money than some of these new niggas, man. Oh, for sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. And, you know, like all jokes aside, nah, 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 we keep the jokes here. But, uh, you know, the <clears throat> like I said, literally, I do have a, a genuine interest in hearing it. I don't want to say enthusiasm. But I am interested. I say more of a curiosity at most of it. And you know what I mean? We're gonna see what it is. We'll we'll definitely we may you know what we should do? We should I don't wanna say a album review, but we should unpack. We should we should commit to these eighty seven minutes and then come back next week. And yes. talk a little bit about it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and a, let us know. Go, well, go ahead. I'm gonna tell yeah, y'all, niggas. I'm gonna tell y'all, niggas, right now, man. I'm uh-huh. gonna support the shit. I'm gonna buy uh-huh. a t-shirt. I'm gonna okay. buy. I'm gonna buy a vinyl and put it next wow. to a, put it next to a plant, nigga. Just for the 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 history's sake of I support it. Dre's uh-huh. uh, fucking uh, what you call that shit? Uh, metamorphosis. Through music, okay. you know what I'm saying. Gotcha. So, okay, just know that's what it's gonna be over here. That's what's up. Look at that. Look at that. Look at what he talking about. <laughs> well, I'm gonna listen to it for sure. That's about I'm, all I'm gonna do. I'm gonna play that shit <laughs> next to a plant, nigga. Yeah, that's about right. Hang that. Put the put the vinyl on an easel right. next to a plant, and <laughs> only play that vinyl for that plant, and see how you the plant I mean? grows up. Exactly. That plant grow up wild, mature. <laughs> wild, mature, smug. Is that what you're, is that what you're gonna listen oh, to? University of Chicago mm. ass plant. <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. You are funny. Oh man. Yeah, man. Well, shout out to Dre, man. We will definitely see what it is. You know what though, on the opposite side, just in case the flute ain't for you. Um <clears throat> I do like, I do like this uh, "Welcome to College Grove" album rollout. Oh it's, man, uh, I saw the, I like the video. I didn't know it was an album. I thought it was a movie. 
No, it's an album. That's that's how strong oh. that rollout is. It's a I don't know. Maybe it is a visual component to it, but it's an mm-hmm. album coming out same day as Dre's flute album. Okay, allegedly. it's a good weekend. Oh yeah, no, no, it's gonna be people are putting shit out. People are putting like, shit out. Wayne Wayne actually sounds good, man. He looks bad, but he sounds great right now. Yeah, you think he look? I think he's looking better than he typically. He there's been some times when he's going through it, through it. I think he seemed like he, you know what I mean. Seem like he on the on the on the, I on hope the comeback so. track. I hope so. Yeah, but the, the nigga, yeah, lyrically, great. like the nigga lyrically, words, yeah. the nigga know how to mm-hmm. spit. Nah. Shit. He say what the nigga say just off off the little snippet. I mean, the motherfucker's wordplay is otherworldly. Like he is one of them. He's one of them. Whether people want, I don't even think people can really get away with dismissing them no more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even uh, like he, I think he his. His respect is definitely hard-earned. You know what I'm saying? Especially particularly for somebody that came in the game as a kid and is absolutely amongst the greatest. I will say this, though. What I recognize, and I've seen this for a while, I've probably spoken about it, but just this this second, um, this particular, this rollout for this album, and I'm just assuming... uh, that man, two chains is is one. I fuck with two chains as a as a rapper. I think he's clever. He got some slick lines. Mm-hmm. But two chains is one of the best marketers in hip hop mm-hmm. as of late, as of over the last few over years. Ever. He, <laughs> Shit. Yeah, yeah. No, he good. He good for like setting up uh, a re. He's good at building anticipation for a project. And and center it around some shit and the way that he got fifty doing this narration and you know what I mean like it's fire it's mm-hmm. fire because I mean the first Collar Grove album was okay you know what I mean like it was whatever you know I don't really I didn't I don't think I revisited it so I can't I don't really have a, a strong take on it mm-hmm. um <clears throat> and you know coming off of something that to me was kind of like I don't I didn't revisit it. The mm-hmm. fact that I'm anticipating this new album speaks to the marketing of it to make it feel like this emergency. This is this is worthy of your attention, and I think Two Chains is really good at that shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, salute to that man. I'm excited about that. That should be pretty good. Maybe I should put yeah. that next to another plant and see what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do a plant, see what plant, how they grow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kale Grove and fucking the Dre plant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let me find out the name of this Dre jazz album. Some some type of sunshine. Blue sunshine. Okay. Um, Lastly, as far as anticipation goes, and I I keep my anticipation in check for sneaker releases but that our mom and yeah Jordan 5 particularly the white one the women's Jordan that's gonna be in all sizes that shit's kinda fire I can't even lie that shit is that's one of the, the that's one of the, the the better sneakers of this year that shit is kinda fire I typically don't even fuck with like yellowed soles I think it's kinda played out or whatever but the way that the color blocking is on this shit is outstanding <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, for real, for real. Now, we're trying to this? get it. This is the Amar Manier Jordan 5. Hey, the fuck you two that? A uh, M A M A N I E R. 
my man's name. What's my man's name? Uh, Dan James Whittier or um, Black Dude. <laughs> They got a store in Atlanta, um, and they've done a few collabos with with Jordan, a few collaborations with Jordan, and they track record is 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 damn near impeccable. They got some fire that they put out, and they're like their little attention to detail that they do is fire. So they got a they got a. I don't even <clears throat> see that. You said you don't see it. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'll send that's you that's something. That's a low. That's that sneaker low. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, that shit. They, this shit is. This is one of them releases. This is one of them releases. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, a motherfucker might try. I might come out of retirement of uh, my track record of sneaker disappointment just mm. to try. You know what I'm saying? Just to try, cause that shit's kind of fire. Okay. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> That's all it. That's right. all well, I shit. got to That's talk. That's it. That's when we done. Yeah. We done talk, nigga. It is. Well, shit, good thing we ended on sneakers because we could step on off. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Shit, there it is. Until next week, tell a friend to tell a friend. But ho, 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 actually, I'm bugging out. Hold on now. Hold on now. Uh, We all know, I've spoken about it, uh, and I'm going to keep speaking about this shit, man. Um... I'm out on this road, man. I'm out on this road. I got some shows coming up in Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor, I'm there from November 30th to December 2nd at the Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase. Get your tickets, Ann Arbor, November 30th to December 2nd. Please come out there. I'll be at the DC Improv uh, February 8th through the 10th. And I'll be at uh, <clears throat> City Steam in Hartford. Damn, I'm trying to remember the date on City Steam in Hartford. But uh, I want to say it's February. I don't know. Right this second. Cut make, for two Make seconds. sure you go to dlemon.com. Yeah, DamianLemon.com has all of the, the show dates. And uh, <clears throat> if the links are available, it will link you there. Um, I'm definitely going to keep promoting this shit, but right now, Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase, if you're in the Michigan area, and shout out to people that say they already, I got some people already said they bought tickets to the D.C. date. They on tour, I mean, they on sale now, so go ahead. We trying to sell shit out in all of these places, man. Show up and, you know, show out. But, uh, you know, in the meantime, in between time, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even the enemy. To get in the conversation. We out.